A year that will live in infamy. A year marked by violence, protests, political upheaval, and death. The nation in an uproar, watershed, events, and politics, rioting in the streets, clashes between protesters and police, images of burning buildings seared into our national memory. A year that would change America and the world forever. The year was 1968, of course. The year of the Tet Offensive in Vietnam, of LBJ's refusal to run again for president. The year of Martin Luther King's assassination. The year of Robert F. Kennedy's assassination. The tumultuous Democratic National Convention in Chicago of student protests around the world as fists raised on the platform of the Olympics and the year that concluded with one more remarkable thing. How many of you remember Christmas Eve of 1968? A message beamed back to Earth from the first three human beings ever to orbit the moon. After emerging from the dark side of the moon, pilot Jim Lovell of Apollo 13 fame said, Houston, please be informed that there is a Santa Claus. As they orbited the moon that night, Lovell, Frank Borman, and Bill Anders took turns reading a Christmas Eve message from the first chapter of Genesis to an audience of nearly one billion people, only slightly more than our audience tonight. Anders read these words. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Were we to hover over the first Christmas Eve, we might be struck by images of light and darkness, the darkness of the mountainsides around the little town of Bethlehem, contrasting with the lights of the city past sundown, the darkness of the drab and dusty stable, contrasting with the flickering glow of the oil lamp in the manger, the radiant beam of Jesus' face casting alternating shadows, on the spellbound faces of Mary and Joseph, the darkness of the night sky, contrasting with Gabriel's glorious robe, revealing the stunned and terrified faces of the shepherds keeping their flocks by night, the darkness a thousand miles away, contrasting with bright Jupiter and Saturn, perhaps aligning to guide astrologers from the east. Isaiah prophesied these things. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And we too have walked in darkness across the year. This pestilence still frightens and separates and humbles us. Some of us are with, with us together in spirit tonight, but also participating at home alone. Alone out of appropriate caution, but how painful it has been nonetheless to mark these lonesome ways in the end of a year when we really needed each other's physical presence. 
and closeness and touch more than ever. A year of saying goodbye to dear ones through plate glass of a nursing home, of small graveside gatherings, of mental health crises, of people in the streets choked with tear gas, of bread lines extending for miles, of the perpetual low-voltage shocks of our electoral politics, and of the closed signs on churches and schools and restaurants and theaters and family reunions and even on this Christmas Eve. Never before, and we hope never again, the other night at our mission offering drive through a beloved member said, I miss the hugs. At least in 1968, you could hug it out in church. But along with Isaiah tonight, I say to you, those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. We're learning that even when we cannot hug and should not gather, God finds ways to be with us, to become flesh among us, to shine on us, to save us, precisely in the darkness. We too may emerge from the darkness with good tidings of great joy. There is a light that shines in the darkness, Barbara Brown Taylor says, which is only visible there. What great light have we seen as we walk in the darkness. We have seen it shine on a nation that once strutted through world affairs, now humbled by a challenge that won't be overcome until we remember that Christmas dignifies all flesh. Part of the central message of Christmas and our hope. That Christmas fulfills the final prayer, the very last line of the Psalms. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Let the black man breathe. Let the elderly breathe. Let those in captivity breathe. Where the great line shines, it scatters the proud and the thoughts of their hearts. What great light have we seen as we walk in this darkness? Just days ago, the statue of the most prominent Confederate soldier came down in the U.S. Capitol to be replaced by a statue of civil rights leader Barbara Johns. Johns was about Mary's age when in 1951 she tricked the principal of her segregated black school into leaving campus and then tricked all of her teachers into bringing all 450 students to the assembly where she could give a speech about civil rights and segregated schools. And she energized by that speech a strike that helped give rise to Brown versus the Board of Education, which brought an official end to segregated schools in America. What is happening from the capital of our own city square, of our own national capital, was unthinkable a year ago. But where the great light shines, it brings down the powerful from their thrones. Walking in this darkness, what great light have we seen? We've seen the development of vaccines that will save millions of lives. May we give thanks tonight 
for those who work to make it possible and bless those helping to distribute it. May we give thanks for people like Cataline Carrico, whose intellectual gifts and true grit gave rise to the new technology that has made it possible for us to have these vaccines so soon. Carrico immigrated to America from Hungary, raised in a Christian family there, decided to leave as the political situation became more difficult. She left her husband behind for a time. She took with her her two-year-old daughter. It was against the law at the time for her to leave her country with any currency. So she sold the family car. She stuffed the cash inside of her two-year-old daughter's teddy bear. Years later, as her scientific claims were disregarded and her programs defunded, and as she was demoted, she might have given up. But now where the great light shines, we may say again with another bold young woman, he has filled the hungry with good things so that next Christmas Eve, we may all gather here again. Walking in this darkness, what great light will we see? Perhaps we're being given the gift tonight of being bound up in the darkness of Mary's womb, surrounded by some mysterious amniotic fluid, keeping us afloat, sustaining us with the nutrients we didn't know we needed, while we grow into the realization of just how much we truly love and need and miss each other. So, beloved, don't, don't let your hearts be troubled. God will help us and remember us. God will help you and remember you wherever you are, wherever you might be participating in this service tonight. I invite you to look around and wonder what great light you see in your household or in your community. As you walk in darkness, open your eyes and look for the slightest flickering flame. Look for a community. Look for a church. Look for the margins where Jesus is always to be found. Wherever there's any great light to see, find it and move toward it. And if you can't find it, be it. Be your own light. You've got a light. You can start a fire wherever you are. As we walk in this darkness, know the darkness doesn't have the last word. So perchance the light we will see breaking from this womb we find ourselves in is an opening towards a new birth and a new creation. Because of this darkness, we will never be the same. But to this we must also respond with gratitude. Glory to God in the highest heaven. For the gifts we're made able to see in this present darkness. Now when those three astronauts were coming around the moon, 
and they looked back towards the planet Earth, a revelation struck them. Now the, the psalmist says, the sun will not strike us by day nor the moon by night, but when the light of the sun reflecting off the planet Earth to these astronauts struck them, they collectively had a revelation that was this. They wondered if only we could all see how precious a world this is and how precious we are to each other. If only everyone could see what we're seeing now. In this year that will live in infamy, will we see, will we see it? Will we see the great light? Will we see the revelation that they entrusted to us? And as God's word emerges from the dark, we feel that thrill of hope as ambassadors of light in this weary world. Can you make out the message beaming back to us tonight? The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it.